The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I have an exciting guest for you tonight. I am interviewing Josie Ravenwing, who is an internationally acclaimed author, healer, and workshop leader worldwide to readers, and she's giving her spiritual teachings in many different ways. Since childhood, Josie has been the recipient of powerful mystical experiences. Her life has been a kaleidoscope of encounters with shamans and other spiritual teachers, and now she walks in the world by taking other individuals on group journeys, workshops, and has written some amazing books known as uh, A Season of Eagles and also The Book of Miracles. I'd like to welcome Josie Ravenwing to 1111 Talk Radio. How are you, Josie? I'm doing very well, Simran. Thank you so much for hosting me on your show this evening. Well, it's really interesting to have you here because I'd like for people to kind of understand your journey. I think a lot of individuals on the planet are awakening to some of their special gifts or a a purpose, perhaps, that they never had before with the economy the way it is and with people transitioning in and out of jobs. It's time for us now to step into those places that maybe we feared uh, might be our calling. And you have so boldly stepped into doing your work in the world that I'd like for you to share kind of how all of this began for you. (laughs) Okay, I'd be happy to do that. Um, When, Well, to give you a little background, the family that I was raised in, which is kind of interesting, um, had absolutely no, at least over religious or spiritual orientation. And so um, despite that, though, and I think all of us carry powerful spiritual energy within us, the way that it surfaces is going to be as individual as we are. So for me, I had a very powerful experience when I was probably about 10 months old because I wasn't walking yet. And I remember waking up from a nap, and I was in my crib alone in my little room. And it was in the afternoon, and I remember pulling myself up on the bars of my crib and looking around my room, and my room started to fill with this just beautiful golden light. And I went into a a very blissful state, totally connected with, you know, whatever people want to call it, God, source, source energy, spirit, and stayed that way for a while. And um, then, you know, at some point my dad came in to see if I was awake yet, and I 
lost my momentary connection. So that, I felt, was kind of a powerful reminder from spirit of what the core reality of my being and the core overall reality of universal love and light was. And I felt like I was given that early on to kind of carry me through a variety of other experiences that weren't quite so easy and blissful. Of course, Um, and we all end up having those kinds of experiences as well. Did you have that memory from that age? Because that's very, very young. I mean, I, I have a hard time remembering a lot of my younger years. So that's a very young age to have such a profound experience, or was this an experience that you remembered later after after going through some of the more challenging? No, what's really what's really interesting is I never forgot that experience, and that was at a time when I was still basically pre-verbal. So I never spoke about it because it happened at a time when I had no words for it. It was just a part of me in a sense a part of my life, and it wasn't until probably 40-some years after it happened that I was working with a shaman, and he was encouraging me to do what you might call kind of a spiritual life review and to sort for moments of power and spiritual connection, and that experience just popped out, and it was the first time I'd ever spoken about it to anybody. And, um, you know, words, I I tried to describe it to you just now, but words don't really explain or describe adequately what I think it was Joseph Campbell called these numinous experiences. Sure. But it was always there, and, and the shaman drew it and other things out of me at that time. So, yes, as you said, you know, we we do all go through an interesting ride here on this earthly plane. And um, I just felt like, for whatever reason, I needed that experience early on to kind of see me through uh, different aspects of my own challenges in life. And then it was interesting because, like, that that particular experience it really had no um, associations in terms of a particular path, a particular religion, a particular named being, you know, a particular way, nothing like that. It just was what it was. But then I found when I was probably about seven or eight that, um, again, partly... I would say, catalyzed by some of the difficulties I was going through, I started spontaneously doing little rituals, prayer rituals. And again, you have to remember in the context of my family, I had no preparation for this. I had no background in it, nothing. I'd never even heard anybody in my family pray until... um, many decades later when uh, my mother and father and youngest sister and her husband at that time bravely decided to see what Josie was up to in her Native American studies and came to a sweat lodge 
ceremony that I was in, and that was the first time I'd ever had heard prayers come out, out of their mouths, and, and they were beautiful, exquisite prayers, which kind of stunned me. But when I was seven or so, I started talking to, I didn't really know who, the universe, God, whatever, and I would write these little prayers on pieces of paper and then... Uh, and that's extremely up. powerful because for you not to have that background and you to intuit certain rituals or prayers and things like that, uh-huh. it really uh, was a way for you to connect to something that somewhere inside you knew was out there. But I think it's powerful for the listeners to hear that because so often we have thoughts to do certain things, and I think many people will just discard that as, oh, that's crazy, or where did that come from, or you know, why, why am I even thinking such things? But it's necessary to follow such guidance and to trust in that, uh, because if we don't, then perhaps that guidance doesn't come as readily because we're not willing to trust in it. Is that, is that how you feel? Is, is that why you think it continued for you, because you did trust it and you allowed it to come? I think so, um, and and the tone of it was kind of interesting because I ended up wrapping my prayers in red cotton cloth and then put the, putting them in places out in nature, like buried in the earth or put into a hole of a tree trunk or things like that, and I had this kind of instinctive connection with nature at that time. In fact, it was much easier for me to be with the different forces of nature than it was to be with human beings who I found difficult and hard to understand, including myself. So, yeah, I I felt that I was being guided to do it. I did do it. And later when I started studying with different Native American teachers, I went, wow, I was making traditional prayer bundles, which they also usually would wrap in red cloth and put in different parts of nature. So I'm not sure why I went that particular way. You know, I may have had and probably did other lifetimes as a Native person. I think we've all lived in various cultures and in in various ways, and maybe that was one of my more recent ones or one where I felt the most strongly spiritually connected. It really didn't matter that much. And what you said earlier about inner guidance, I I do feel like for sure we all have that. And it's not, I don't think it's that the guidance retreats when we don't listen to it. Um, or ignore it, I think more it's that our consciousness moves away from it. I think it's always there calling to us, but it's more habit, like what what are we most in the habit of giving our attention to? And that's very important because whatever we do give our attention to does magnify, and it seems as if you were allowing some voices of a little shaman or a little uh, indigenous, indigenous native person to come out and through you, a memory that perhaps existed um, in, in a cellular place that mm-hmm. really allowed you to know the medicine of nature and how to utilize that in your own life. Uh, even if you didn't know exactly what was going to happen with it, I think that's really, really powerful that you, you trusted it. Because I find even my own son, and I think there probably are a lot of children, you know, they're very drawn to nature and they do these things. Mm-hmm. And we kind of look at it as playing or just kind of, you know, being kids. But, 
that they really do have a wisdom. And as we grow up, sometimes when we don't pay attention to that and focus on it, like you said, we move away from it and, um, and, and, we, and we forget that we have that wisdom. Right, right, exactly. And I, and I think that that, in a way, that really is the essence of this earth journey because we do all come in, like, fully connected and with that guidance within us. And then this wild ride starts where all of our uh, social surroundings begin to name, first of all, name things for us. You know, this is a this and this is a that and this is good and this is bad. And mostly the encouragement with some rare and blessed exceptions is for us to listen more to what people in so-called authority outside of us um, are guiding us to do than to follow our own inner guidance. So most people do get caught up in that for years, decades, whatever. I have some feelings about that because I I think that, you know, as human beings, we have a lot longer dependency period in terms of just the physical survival stuff than a lot of other species do. You know, we're dependent on our parents or whoever's raising us. I would agree with that most definitely, and I would love to go more into that in our next segment. I am with Josie Ravenwing, who since childhood has been the recipient of powerful mystical experiences. Her life has been a kaleidoscope of encounters with shamans and other spiritual teachers. We will also discuss, as we come back, a book that she's written called A Season of Eagles and The Book of Miracles, in which her work down with many other wonderful teachers and shamans helps to support healing on the planet. You can connect with Josie at uh, jravenwing at aol.com is her email if you'd like to connect with her and write to her. But you can also find out more about her on her website, healingjourneys.net. That's www.healingjourneys.net. Find out more about her CDs, books, and also uh, groups and journeys to see John of God. We will be right back with Josie Ravenway. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Looking for a top show about horse racing and handicapping? Looking to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies website, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. Listen for top plays for the weekend in the spot play of the week and win prizes just for listening. Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer is live Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity, will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on 7th Wave Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World, 7th Wave Network. are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back to 1111 Talk Radio. I'd like to urge you to go to your local Barnes & Noble and pick up an 1111 magazine. We are distributed nationally, and there are some wonderful articles to support your own healing and growth and also methods of being discovered, uh, of how you can discover yourself and how you can discover support tools, books, and other teachers that are out there in the world doing this work to help you grow personally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and energetically. So go out today and pick up a copy of 1111 Magazine or go to our website, 1111mag.com. I have a wonderful teacher and spiritual leader on with me today. It is Josie Ravenwing, and she has authored numerous books, has CDs, and takes individuals on journeys to see John of God as well as other workshops and other journeys that she performs with people to help them connect to their own spirituality and their healing. We were discussing, Josie, about um, your views on how adults, as they grow, they move away from some of that connectedness and playfulness that we have as children, where we intuit our abilities and our little shamans and our little uh, Native, <laughs> Native Americans that rest inside of all of us. So please continue with what you were saying and, and your views as to where adults move towards. Well, it's something that I've thought a lot, what we're talking about, the, the kind of extended dependency, physical dependency period that we have. And I think that as children, even as connected as we are still in a lot of ways with our own spirit, there's um, a, a little bit of a sense of vulnerability that is often encouraged, uh, probably unconsciously, but by our parents that we are dependent on our parents for um, food, for shelter, for love, for all of those things that will nurture our our physical lives uh, as, as well as emotional lives. And so because on some level we don't feel like we can survive without them, we tend to 
accommodate more their value systems, their judgments, their description of their own beliefs about how things work, um, and take that in more than we might if we were independent physically earlier. So all of that begins to slowly take us take our focus at least more and more outside of ourselves and we start believing more in the words of others, you know, from our parents and it moves on to our school teachers or, you know, perhaps our ministers, our priests, our rabbis, our doctors, our lawyers, right, et, cetera, right. et cetera, you know, all the, but, all the people of authority. And we start... At the core of it, we kind of start giving away our center of power to the world outside of ourselves. But when we get to that place of recognition that we've been doing that, and so often it does come from experiences, life experiences that we have, or it comes from illness or something that we create in our lives to help us to stop for a second and say, wait a minute, there's got to be more. Uh, we then start to gravitate towards certain people or, or things start showing up in our lives, like books, um, like mm-hmm. music, like certain people. How did you start to uh, connect to some of these different ones? I know the Book of Miracles is, is about John of God, and the Season of Eagles is, is written about some different encounters that you had. Talk about how that path developed for you. Well, by the time that I was well into adolescence, I was getting very, very depressed on a kind of consistent basis. And I remember thinking to myself a lot, is this all there is? Because the world outside of me seemed kind of flat and one-dimensional in a lot of ways. I'd moved quite a ways from that earlier experience of feeling so connected into feeling kind of disconnected. And there were all the peer pressures of adolescence that, you know, our teenagers face. And I just was really calling and asking strongly from inside myself for some answer to this inner quest that I felt for for something more, something deeper, something more profound. And so then, just like you say, stuff started showing up, first in the form of wonderful a wonderful teacher at school, a creative writing teacher, who paid such tender, I would say, attention to her students and coaxed out their inner spirit through writing and and would make comments about what we wrote. You could just feel she cared about us. She wanted us to develop, you know, in her realm, it was through our creativity. So I began to write, and stuff started pouring out of me from a deeper part of myself. And then um, a couple years later, I got involved with a really special dance teacher. I, I call her a dance shaman because most of our dance class was spent lying on the floor in trance states <laughs> and connecting with different energies that... One, and images that she would give us that would help us relax our body and come into a more natural physical alignment, but also 
again, through her use of imagery, connect us to the different forces of nature so that by the time we got on our feet, like sometimes we would be moving and she would suggest that we feel the wind moving through our between our bones and swirling around us and moving us through space, or sometimes it was water flowing or the more um, intense energy of fire or things like that. So that also started connecting me on a deeper level with different energy sources. Well, the creative aspect of us, to me, I've always felt is kind of our energetic umbilical cord. It is Mm. is really how how source comes through us. And I think particularly in our society, we get so busy and caught up in what has to be done and the work that has to be completed and the obligations that we have to other people that often that play side, that creative side, whether it's through the writing or the dancing or the painting or whatever aspect a person expresses in, it it seems to kind of lose itself and, and disappear and become less and less of the time that we have, but we need that, and it seems like that really supported your own personal growth process in further connecting to your gifts and skills, but also further opening the energetic field around you to attract even more. I agree completely, and and I also found that <clears throat> through my experiences with her work, I started getting really curious about how did traditional peoples around the world work with dance for more spiritual purposes or healing purposes or whatever? So I started reading all these anthropology books, and one thing led to another until it was like, I want to meet some people who are still practicing these ways. And so I did. I started meeting different shamans, indigenous people from a lot of different tribes. And again, that not only opened my world um, even more to different healing practices and spiritual practices, but kind of full circle brought me back once again to the amazing spiritual resource that nature is and how we can actually play energetically, you know, with the different elements of nature and with the wildlife and tune into different plant energies without having to read a book about what they are to just learn directly from them or stones, crystals, whatever. And so it was just an incredible time of discovery for me and joy and different challenges, of course, but I'm forever grateful for all that training. And for me still, I would say that one of my greatest sources of pleasure is just going out alone in nature and (laughs) connecting with all the different varieties of riches and treasures that exist in those realms. Well, and if an individual really wants to find a sense of peace or stop for a moment and really take that breath and feel that ah come through their body, it it just happens when you walk into nature. And we're so locked in being behind our computers and being within all of the technology as we go faster and faster that we're forgetting that peace that is so 
intrinsically connected to us. I I love how the movie Avatar, and I don't know how you've seen it, and I urge I all of our listeners, if you have not seen this movie, go see it. I love how they connect nature with it and how the roots of the trees, they illustrate so profoundly that they're connected to the peoples because we are that. We are most definitely that, but we have disconnected from it uh, just in our awareness and our connection to, to what's available to us. So the message that you're bringing forward about how you utilize nature and connect to it and, and pray within it and have always done so from the time you were a child is, is a very, very powerful message that you're sharing. Well, and I think it's, a, like you were saying, a, a very necessary balance, especially for people who live in the cities and are inside buildings all the time, because we start to think that human beings and human technology is pretty much the main thing going on here. And that really gets us out of balance because we need to know that we're connected with a lot more than that. And even people living in the city, like last night I I had a friend over and he was going through some stuff and I just suggested, why don't we go for a walk outside for a while? And I'm currently, when I'm not traveling to Brazil, which I do a lot, or other places, I live in South Florida. So we went out, and it wasn't too chilly last night. The moon was almost full. Um, Some of the plants were giving off wonderful perfume. And just walking around the city, but with a lot of vegetation and animal sounds and whatnot, we were connected with something bigger than just the human realm. And it did bring such peace to both myself and my friend who was, you know, going through some stuff. And it's so healing. Well, and like you said, you went through a city, and regardless of where you live, whether you live in the concrete jungle of New York City or whether you live out in a wonderful oasis that is nature, you can find your places. You have to find your sacred places to go to and allow yourself to connect to that, uh, even if it appears sparse in certain areas. It is, it is incredibly important. Josie Ravenwing stretches the boundaries of normal reality. She grounds us in the spiritual riches of nature and the human quest for personal development. She has a way of living with power, compassion, and love for the journey and allows that to be the unfathomable mystery we call life. You can connect to her at HealingJourneys.net and find out more about her products. She's got various books and CDs. A couple of wonderful ones that I've had the opportunity to read are Season of Eagles and also the Book of Miracles uh, regarding her work and journeys to John of God of Brazil. So definitely connect with her. If you'd like to write to her, you can contact her at jravenwing at aol.com. And I'd love to hear about your story, uh, your different various stories, and the things that you witnessed in working with and, and seeing John of God. And we'll do that when we come right back on 1111 Talk Radio. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Many of us try to maintain a healthy lifestyle, but there is just so much going on in our lives. Food allergies, picky eaters, tight schedules, and the like. We also have so much to think about. Weight management, disease prevention, eating psychology, and creating a healthy meal in minutes. Listen for Nutrition Matters and let Roxanne Moore step in to save you from the overwhelming sea of nutrition information. Roxanne will share success tips to keep you winning with over 15 years as a registered dietitian. Listen for Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? Tuck Self, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliciously and on your terms. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I invite you to go to our website, BelieveSC.com. The Belief Center is located in Lexington, South Carolina, and we host a variety of wonderful teachers, gifted philosophers, and have all kinds of skilled practitioners that can support you energetically, physically, emotionally, and mentally. We also provide life coaching in person or long distance. So if you are looking to enhance your life and really find the divine way that you should be living on this planet if you have not stepped into it yet take a moment to look at believesc.com we do have a wonderful guest appearing in march gloria karpinski author of where two worlds touch and barefoot on holy ground she will be conducting a weekend course on mystical christianity a very profound very beautiful 
weekend where much change will be uncovered for any individual. So go out and and check that out. And if it it calls to you, then definitely register and take part in that. I am with Josie Ravenwing today, the author of A Season of Eagles and the author of The Book of Miracles. She does some amazing work traveling all over the world, and she supports individuals in uncovering their greater self through healing, through movement, through her workshops, through her books, through her music. And so I'm really thrilled to have her on with me today. Josie, you have done a lot of work taking people to Brazil and also in in your own experiences with John of God and witnessing many of the miracles. Right now, more than ever, disease seems to be um, growing at an all-time high. We seem to be really trying to cleanse something off of the planet. And many individuals don't necessarily understand that suffering and, as others may call it, healing that is occurring in their bodies But there are places and people that we can go to that are channels and conduits for divine force to come through and really create miracles on the planet. Will you talk a little bit about uh, John of God? Sure. You know, I was thinking about him some before our interview, and the word that kept coming to my mind was, he is a portal. and I thought, well, this is an interesting way of looking at somebody. But just to give you a little background, John of God is a what's called a full trans medium healer. And he is Brazilian. He lives in central Brazil and has a healing center there. And started his work at a very young age. He had no training for it. It just became, it was like a spontaneous initiation into full trance mediumship when he was a teenager and suddenly he lost his own awareness of who he was and incorporated the spirit of King Solomon in front of a group of people and performed what they said were miracles of healing. And that began his healing mission. And To this day, he still has no memory of what he does when he's in this trance state, but um, over the years, in addition to King Solomon, uh, about three dozen distinct different spirits from the other side who were once human and now are in the spirit realm have come through him as a medium, a vehicle of their energy, to help and assist we those of us who are still um, in human bodies, physical bodies. And so about almost 35 years ago now, he established a permanent healing site in central Brazil called the Casa de Do Ignacio, the House of St. Ignatius, because one of the first spirits that incorporated through him after King Solomon was... St. Ignatius of Loyola, who was the founder of the Jesuit order long ago, and who was, after his military career, uh, evidently had a spiritual awakening and dedicated the rest of his life to God. 
So um, that's why the center is named after him. And from now on, I'm just going to refer to it as the CASA because the whole name is kind of long. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and um, so up until about a dozen years ago, it w- his work was mostly unknown outside of Brazil. A few foreigners would hear about him now and then, but it was primarily Brazilians who went. And the healings there were powerful. Um, millions of people have gone through the CASA, and a large proportion of them have been able to identify benefits. And I say that because my experience is that everybody receives something, but the level of awareness and consciousness varies from person to person. So I first heard about him almost 12 years ago, and it was at a period of my life when I felt like I was kind of on hold, and sometimes in my less optimistic moments, I felt like I was going through one of those dark nights of the soul where I I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go next. I was leaving different things behind. And so I was really asking, what is the next step? What is the next opening for me? And it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything. I was continuing to teach and stuff, but it was just one of those periods where I need something new. I, I need some new perspective, a new opening in my mission in life, something. And I really want to encourage people who are listening that if they find themselves going through a period where they feel empty and not sure what's next, to really treasure and welcome and accept that because those are the times when what we are seeking becomes a deep and very loud call out to the forces of the universe. And the universe hears, and the stronger our call, the more powerful the response becomes. And that was definitely my case. And and this wasn't just a one-day, you know, waiting period. It was kind of several years of in this place and the call just got deeper and stronger and deeper and stronger and then one day somebody handed me an article about John of God and um, I it kind of registered but then a little while like a few weeks or months later somebody handed me another article about him and then something just clicked and I went I have to go I mean, if even a small fraction of what is being written about this man is true, I have to go check it out for myself. Well, and that's how many of our messages come. You know, we'll hear something or someone will tell us something and we'll hear it once. And and typically if you hear it once, it's good to to be more conscious and be aware and take notice of something that's showing up. If you hear it a second time, Mm -hmm. someone is trying to get a point across to you. Someone somewhere is trying to get a point across. If you hear it more than two times, then it really is God or Source or the Divine, whatever you'd like to call it, with the megaphone saying, do right. this. This is, right. this is really being sent for your own highest good. And so right. that's the experience that you were having. And most often people don't realize that when things show up in that way, that's exactly 
what is happening. Their their own connection to source is speaking to them through other languages within the universe. I am with Josie Ravenwing today. She is the author of A Season of Eagles and A Book of Miracles, along with other CDs, and she conducts workshops and journeys to see John of God. I hope you'll connect with her at healingjourneys.net. You can also email her at jravenwing at aol.com, and we will talk a little bit more about the work of John of God and the miracles that can be performed, particularly at this time on the planet when so many are in need of healing. We'll be right back with 1111 Talk Radio and Josie Ravenwing. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Ready to lift your spirit? Join Karen Tatanich every week for Spirit Connections. Karen will share with you the power of energy work. It can get you through the good times and the tough times. Karen will bring together stories of hope and good news based on her work with all aspects of energy. There are people and companies out there that are bringing joy to our planet. You'll learn about the power of spirit at home, at work, and at play. Spirit Connections is broadcast live Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Money. We love it, we hate it, and everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
And welcome back. We are having a wonderful show today full of magic and mysticism and connection to nature. I'm with Josie Ravenwing. And before we get back to our wonderful guests, I'd like to also have you connect to choicealliance.org, a wonderful new organization to connect practitioners, life coaches, and any individuals dealing in the well-being field. This is an organization that allows all of us worldwide to connect and not only do it in that way, but receive the education, the support, and the cross-promotion from one another that we all need to do. Only in becoming a united net of light can we truly support the individuals and communities on the planet that are in so need of us. So look it up uh, when you get a chance if you are a practitioner or someone that has some gifts that has been wanting to delve into them. That is Choice Alliance. Org. Josie, welcome back, and I'd love to continue the conversation about John of God. And you had said that he was someone that had very little education mm-hmm. and became this conduit for for these miracles to occur. And I have seen some films that have been created about him, and it is completely amazing the type of surgeries that he does on individuals. Uh, there, There is no... Uh, necessity for drugs or anything like that. There's no pain. These individuals come with all kinds of things. In in one particular film, they showed a room filled with crutches and wheelchairs that people had come in and literally left there by walking out. So, first of all, why do you think people such as John of God are appearing on the planet at this time? What's what's going on in our energy fields? You know, what what has humanity gotten to that we've been given such gifts as these individuals? And um, and also, what's what's the true message in all of this? Well, to answer the first part of your question, why are people like John of God here right now? My guess is that there probably always been ones who were strongly spiritually connected and had healing gifts of one kind or another throughout our history. But, um, you know, maybe they lived off in a jungle somewhere and nobody further than 20 miles outside of the area knew about them. Whereas now with technology and communication, we find out about things um, in a, a much more global way. But he, John of God, does have a very strong energy field. Not that many people on the planet have drawn millions for healing. And I think part of the reason that he's here right now is because just like individually I and others have felt a very strong call to you know, is there something more than what we see in the world? And if so, what is it? And how can I feel more fulfilled, more connected, happier? I think that that's part of why he is here, to answer, to help answer that call on the part of so many people. A lot of people, the catalyst for them who go there and who also generally begin the spiritual journey, often does start with a, an Ill, a physical illness. I mean, I've had so many people tell me that. And the disharmony in their body is like a wake-up call. They don't want to suffer. They want to be around longer and happy and healthy. And it catalyzes them on a journey, especially when they find that Western medicine may not be resolving everything for them. 
So John of God's purpose, or I would say even more than that, the the spiritual beings or entities who work through them, their greater mission really is not just to fix people's physical bodies, but to do um, more, to, to help people come into a more profound inner awareness to really embark on their own inner spiritual journey. And as they do that uh, and connect most especially with the energy of unconditional love, which is there within all of us directly from source, they see that that really, that conscious connection with that and and taking time for it is where all of the healing comes from. Well, and for most people going, I would imagine that the physical healing is probably the most minute part of the whole experience. I would imagine they shift and change to such a profound degree on other levels that their life is forever altered. Whoever they have been in life is not the same person. How have you seen that expressed with people that you have taken in? Well, I just came back from Brazil, and I had a group, and I saw that happening. I mean, one of the people in my group, a woman, uh, she came, and as, as the days unfolded, she told me that although she had felt others had loved her, she never really had felt that much love including love for her own self. And so the entities helped her go through this very, very deep inner process, which wasn't always comfortable, you know, but she began to see that core that she really needed to start loving and accepting herself. And it was interesting because she came with a physical wound that wasn't healing, that just appeared overnight uh, a couple weeks before she came. And it wasn't until she got in touch with that core reality that she needed to love herself and that that was what was going to heal her whole being. As soon as she got that, the wound, I mean, I saw it. It started covering over with a scab and disappeared. And so, well, and I've found that with many other individuals that I've interviewed, whether it was for Eleven Eleven Magazine or on Eleven Eleven Talk Radio, and, and actually we have another uh, Mirror by Davy will be on later on in the month, and she also all their messages are that of unconditional love, and when they are working on an individual or supporting an individual in that way, through that uh, perception of unconditional love that they hold. That is actually what heals the individual, is, yeah. is what so many of them say. It's it's their ability to love that person to that degree, see that person in their true wholeness, in their true loving essence, that really helps to be the catalyst of all of that physical healing to occur. It's for people to now see that and recognize that it's also available within them to do the same for others. Right, because um, unless everybody recognizes that that actually that power is within and coming from within, then they'll just keep thinking that they need somebody else to you know exactly. surround them with that energy. So um, when people go to the casa, like I said, it's not a, always comfortable because people start seeing like where they're out of harmony with themselves, where they're disconnected with that love 
from that love where they're judging themselves, criticizing themselves, judging others, criticizing others, holding old grudges, you know, not being able to let go of old pain, guilt, fear, all of this stuff that just gets in our way of having that connection. People have to have some consciousness of what they've been doing to themselves so that they can actually see how to make a change. And so that's a huge part of what happens at the CASA. And uh, when I first went there the first time, I started feeling that energy. And it was very profound. And on on my last day there, I was one of the few non-Brazilians. John of God, when he was incorporated by one of the entities, told me, that it was going to be a huge part of my mission to start bringing people from outside of Brazil to come there for healing. And so um, that's what happened. I mean, my I spend about half of my time there. I go there at least six times a year, stay from anywhere from two to four weeks, whether I have, depending on if I have one or two groups in a row. And um, it's just every time I go, I learn more. It's like this endless spiritual university, an endless healing training, um, an endless self-love environment, you know, how to do this more and more. And um, I really, I, I, I can't give enough thanks for the, to the universe for having me uh, connected with that energy field because not only is John of God a portal, but I feel like the whole energy field around the casa is a huge portal for nature, healing nature energies, as well as for these spirits who, out of love and compassion, incorporate through John of God to help us. And then the tens of thousands who are of entities who are associated with the casa that never come through his physical body, but they are there working on all the people who are there every day, continuing to help us when we go home, and just Well, I want to honor you with the work that you're doing and really just extend a thank you. It is through individuals like you and the, the many the many ways that our fingers become longer uh, and, mm. and stretch out and touch people. So I really want to honor the work that you're doing. Definitely connect with Josie Ravenwing at HealingJourneys.net. Get the Book of Miracles. Allow yourself to read through and, and, and see some of the amazing things that John of God is doing in the world. And if you're called to take a journey, get connected to her and take that journey or read the books or allow yourself to connect to the individuals that you need to connect to. Again, that's Healing Journeys. Journeys.net, and I have really enjoyed having you on the show this this week, Josie. I look forward to staying connected with you, and I wish all of my listeners a wonderful week. We look forward to speaking to you next week with another great episode of 1111 Talk Radio. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.